Hello, everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. Right now, we are on tour in Birmingham, hometown of Black Sabbath. So if this sounds weird, it's because I'm recording it on my phone. Please forgive me. Today, we have hero Patience Burkle on the podcast. Patience is a funeral arranger and embalming apprentice. Here we talk turkey about the American funeral and death industry. She has great insight into the ins and outs of the scene and some very good advice for afterlife care. Please welcome to your head and heart, Patience Burkle. <laughs> I think that's new. Continue. Yeah, I'm doing a research program this summer and it's over Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah, before every class it's it does that big announcement that's so funny I don't know when it started but it shocks me every time <laughs> um well thank you so much for coming here to talk to me and yeah thanks for having me the other humans uh it's so good to see you um and um I guess I will just start off by uh asking you to um say what your um job is and uh and maybe a little bit about I imagine yeah maybe just say what your job is and then I'll start asking you a few questions that's okay (laughs) uh sure um well my name is Patience um my job is as a funeral arranger and embalming apprentice so I can answer some questions about that (laughs) (laughs) cool um, I guess probably your field is one that I, I'm guessing people typically get into because uh, their family does it or they had an experience. Um, but I guess, do you mind telling us how you got into it? Yeah, no problem. Um, that is like the number one question I get asked is like, oh, do your parents do it too? Because everyone I met in mortuary school, that was kind of how it was. Yeah. But for me, this going to be incredibly uh take it how we want to but I got into the industry because I love Six Feet Under that's like my favorite show yeah that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah I was like I want to be David so bad like wow (laughs) that's amazing what yeah that's so cool I I feel like that would make them feel I don't know but um yeah that's that's amazing I love that show too Um, yeah that's so cool. I know it feels so cliche, like it's not a good or inspiring story. It's just like I watch the show, I love the show, I want to do it, and then now here I am. <laughs> no, I think that's amazing. It's not like, um, no offense, doctors. I think if it was like a show about a doctor or something, that it's a little different. Yeah. Like most people don't. I think most people don't do your job unless they had seen it uh, firsthand, because. Um, when I went to school, I went to like, um, what's it called? Community college school in New York. And I went, uh, I thought I was going for forensic photography. So I thought that was super cool. Um, but I had only ever seen like photos from the fifties that are black and white. So when I went there and saw like what was going to actually happen, I was like, Oh, I can't like, that's not wow that's crazy yeah like black and white really romanticizes violence and yeah uh and I I'm not 
cut out for to be around violence or to even think about it <laughs> but yeah. but which is funny because I was like oh that's what I you know so yeah I like, totally um, yeah I think you have to I think it's so cool that you can do that because I know it's not violent but obviously death uh has to do with your body <laughs> you know mm-hmm. ending yeah um and I guess that that's so cool so is it is it similar to that show at all um minus all the like family drama (laughs) I'd say it's like pretty good pretty similar um yeah what I really like about that show is that they like really humanize directors like we're just like regular people and it's cool because have you ever seen my girl yeah yeah because uh Dan (laughs) Aykroyd was a funeral director also and both of those uh are really good at showing like the embalming process and like what they're doing uh like downstairs or whatever in the back room yeah Uh, I would say like for me personally because I I work at uh, I work here in California but I also worked when I lived in Arizona and we worked with a really small office out there I'm not gonna say any uh names I hope that's okay no please don't please don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever makes you happy I have no preference but we worked or I worked with a really small office out there and we worked really closely with the medical examiner's office so I would say like typically it doesn't happen at least here in California but out there you do go to scenes and you see more violence typically like you were saying than you would see here because there's like so it's like it um Sorry, I can't think of the word. I don't know. It's just very saturated with uh, people who are in the industry here in California. It's such a big state. There's so many funeral homes. There's so much going on that you don't get that kind of, like, intimacy that I got out in Arizona. Oh, okay. Wow. So, like, intimacy in terms of being with the body last or? Uh, Kind of. But I guess what I mean is here in California, you don't have to be licensed to be a funeral director or a funeral um arranger sorry my my brain is like not working right now that's totally fair yeah so you don't have to be licensed so there are a lot of people that work here in california who don't spend a single minute with anybody which is insane to me yeah because like one of the biggest things sorry i'm kind of just going on a rant here no that's what what you're here for we're here to learn from you yeah please (laughs) for me i've only ever worked with family-owned mortuaries and if you work corporate it's corporate so you're kind of like you get hired to do one thing but if you like work at a family-owned you get hired to do everything so for me I really like the intimacy because then when I'm like getting someone ready or I'm like meeting with the family I have sorry I don't know if you can hear my cats are like beating each other up in the background (laughs) but um like I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't get as much of like the one-on-one time with the family and with the deceased loved ones. So there is a disconnect there here that I guess like I didn't have in Arizona. Right. Well, totally. I feel like that's, that makes sense because it's like, if you go to like a family run small diner, like everyone kind of, knows that you know is like the experience matters but if you go to like 
McDonald's and not that I don't love McDonald's, but it's like they don't need <laughs> exactly. to have a good experience with you because it's it's it's, it a, doesn't matter. it's a business. It's a exactly. Um, so is there anything that you notice um that people are always shocked or surprised by during like in the like when someone dies and what happens next and all that stuff seems like um seems to be kind of a horrible process here. Like just you know, like a loved one dies and then everything just seems like so confusing and so hard. Um, is yeah. there any one thing that people seem to be always just like shocked by or uh, confused about? Mm, I think in general, because death is so like taboo, a lot of the families I encounter have no idea what's going on at all. Like, okay. So say their mom passes away, they have no idea what happens now. They don't know who to call. They don't know what's going on. They don't know the process. So that's kind of like where I come in, where I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Call me. I'm going to come get your mom. I'm going to bring her in. You and I will set up an appointment time. I will walk you through every single thing that we're going to do. I will get your mom dressed. I will get your mom to the funeral. So I wouldn't say there's one thing. I would okay. say it's everything. Okay. Wow. So that's good. That's cool to walk it through the process. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's what you do. That's a funeral. Right. What is it? I guess you can call me a mortician because I do all the steps. Okay. Cool. So now you work somewhere, and they do people typically find you from other family members that have gone there or? Uh, yeah, I'd say we have a lot of repeat families and referral families, but also like if you just Google, we're like the first one that comes up. So oh, cool. people will come to us. Yeah. But also a lot of people that one thing that actually surprised me was that a lot of people do price shop, which is okay. good. They should do that. I highly yeah. recommend you do that because you should not pay more than you can afford. It is not worth it. Like everyone is going to take care of you. That's my advice. Really? So yeah, no one's going to scam you. Really? Well, I, I can't say no one's going to scam you. But for but, the most part. Yeah. Like go where you can afford, you will get taken care of. So good to know. But yeah, the amount of people that call just to get a price, that surprised me. But right. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, cool. And so what do you think, um, like, what do you think people, if this was their first time even thinking about it, like, what would you say for people to do in advance um, or to, like, do with their families to get stuff ready yeah. so that it doesn't come as such a shock, all of this stuff? Because I don't even really know. I just know I've we've had a few a few of our of our gang people uh have lost loved ones and they're yeah. just like totally shocked by right. everything that happens and it was like exactly oh, like what do yeah. we what what could we do so that people aren't that way and also sorry is do you think is that cultural or t like just an american thing um um, I can't speak for everywhere in the world, but I'd say it's <laughs> definitely an American thing for death okay. to be this separate. Okay. Like I know one of the things we learn about mortuary school is other cultures and how they prepare their loved ones because we do get family members like that from other cultures here in America. Right. Well, in Los Angeles specifically, I don't really know in Kansas, 
what they're doing, but yeah. like we'll get uh, all sorts of different cultures, Sikh, Muslim, Jewish, like we get everybody in. And some, even just the cultures I see are way more intimate. Like there are some cultures that come in to our facility to bathe and dress their loved one. And cool. like an American raised family would never do that, which right. is fine. I'm not shaming anybody. No, totally. Is there, um, a, is there a different culture that you've seen that, uh, you like really resonated with you or you were like, Oh, that really seems like a, um, to tie the room together, like really <laughs> is a good send off for both the person and the family. I'm trying to think of just like one. Or like Personally, a few. Yeah. I am not big. Like for myself, I just want to be cremated. I don't want to service. I don't want anyone to even know, really. Like cremate me, throw me in the trash. I don't care. But well, I... well that's <laughs> awesome. But why? Do you mind saying why? Sure. Uh, I guess because there's so much like, uh, and I don't even want to say it because everyone should be able to have what they want totally. but for me I just find that there's so much like pomp and circumstance with like a funeral and like I have lived my life on earth the people who love me they love me for like who I am not for like this physical body so like when I pass away this skin suit doesn't matter so I just think literally like cremate me Nobody can see me. I'm not doing an open casket. I'm not doing a private viewing. I will not be seen. I will be cremated. And what happens to me after that, I don't know. But I have told everyone I'm okay with going in the trash. It literally doesn't matter <laughs> at all. That's so cool. So what do, yeah. you, what do you think as a provider of the, of the experience, is it, do you think it, it's more just for the people than the person? 100% funerals are for the living. Okay. And um, how, like what percentage uh, are pre-planned by the person? Actually a pretty good amount. And that was, uh, I was going to answer your question earlier, oh, how to prepare yeah. is oh, please to pre-arrange your service. Not only is it a good idea to like save your family from the heartbreak of having to do that for you, but also to save money. So okay. if you want a like full service burial, you want everything, you want to get buried, you want a casket, you want a funeral, you want flowers, pay for that in advance. Things like flowers, that price will change. But if you put some down now and you die 30 years from now, like think about how much inflation and everything, like you're not going to pay 30 years from now price. You're going to pay now. So that is good for just, getting it paid for your family doesn't have to do anything that's taken care of and you get what you want right so if like you bonnie you want the whole nine you want everything <laughs> you are gonna get it because your family can't not give it to you basically right there's some things that um maybe could change like if you wanted 25 death certificates or something but in the future you only need one like that's considered a non-guaranteed item. So you wouldn't, it wouldn't matter that you paid for 25 because the price changes anyway. Sorry. I'm just like saying a lot of things. No, I want to know everything. No, 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 no. This is, I mean, this is so um, important and exciting. Um, 
and I don't know anything about it. But so death certificates, you mean like yeah. a physical like yes. piece of paper? Right, because a lot of people, uh, another thing I was going to say, sorry, it all kind of ties in. No, is no, please. The pre-arrangement, get the burial or cremation, whatever you're going to get, uh, or life insurance. Both of those are a good way to ensure that things are getting taken care of. Life insurance, especially, is going to save your family a lot of money and a lot of time. However, if you do have a life insurance policy, they will need a death certificate. Uh, Proof of passing, basically. Proof of passing? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my (laughs) God. That's so cool. Yeah. You need it to, like, close bank accounts, transfer deeds, cars, like, all of that. But I can't say what it's going to be like, like, when you and I pass away. But at least right now. Right. uh, You need one. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Oh, no. So that's why people want a bunch of them? So they Well, now you don't need a bunch. Like, I I use that um, number because that's a number we see in our files. And then now we can tell families, like, you don't need that many because a lot of people will take a copy or we do that electronically now. Or, like, you can hand it to someone, they'll hand it back. Like, a bunch of different things have changed since then. Okay. So now I wouldn't say you need a bunch, maybe five, between five and ten, depending on how many assets you have. So you can get that in advance of your death? No, 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 no. You can pay for that in advance. Oh, okay. I was like, that's so cool. Like, no, no, no. But what (laughs) you can do is fill out all the information. Right. So if you don't even want to pay in advance, but you want it on in writing what you want, you can go and like sign papers and fill out all your information. Like a lot of things, like your loved ones don't know, like your mom's maiden name. They'll need that. Where were your parents born? They'll need that. At least in California. Right. So, And so, sorry to jump back, but so these yeah, other go. cultures, I, I just don't know, but um, like, can you just tell me a different, like any... Oh, sure. Another one, um, just to... I use. don't think I answered that question. Oh, no, okay. no. <laughs> but um, for me, because I said I don't care, throw me in the trash, yeah. I really like... Uh, Jewish funerals because those are very straightforward you get buried immediately like before even people find out like you're already in the ground there's no embalming most Jewish families will not do any sort of dressing they go basic pine because they can't have any metals on their caskets so we have it's a religious thing cool I know I should know more but I don't but um they so we have like specific caskets for um, Jewish families because they don't have any animal products. There's no metal or anything. I guess it's like dust to dust, ash to ash, like metal is not going to decompose. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I really like that. Very straightforward, very simple. But I also like uh, in Vietnamese families, they do cremation. The family's present for the cremation. Same thing, no embalming, no nothing, no frills. Uh, the family will come. We do what's called a direct cremation, which means the loved one comes in and nothing else happens except that I meet with them, get paperwork, then they get cremated. And then a lot of times the family will come for what we call a witness cremation. And that's when the family is present with the cremation. I think that's really special. Okay. Yeah. Um, And what's the one where they like clean the 
loved one themselves who does sure Uh, a lot of muslim families will do that they'll come to our facility we kind of um you know hide things so there's nothing like extraneous out at all so the families will come they do a ceremonial washing or they have like a, a shaman or something come to do that for them but mostly it's the families also the mormons do that cool so the women will come like if a woman passes away the women will come washing bathing and the ceremonial dressing and if it's men then it's men to men it's the same i think with muslims yeah interesting Um, yeah well i guess what do you think makes like what do you think is the difference between cultures that makes them treat the dead differently I don't know. I I wish I could say it's just level of comfort or something, but I think there's just a lot more ceremony involved. Okay. And so, like, the Catholics don't do anything like that. Christians, I mean, Mormons are Christians, but you know what I'm saying. Like, or like just it's as far away from organic body decay as it possibly yeah. can be. I can't, I wish I could pinpoint it. Like, I can't say for sure, but even here in America, like, if we're, like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not explaining it right, but. No, 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 I think you are. I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's, I'm, (laughs) it's a pretty big question about a huge, huge (laughs) topic. I just think it's interesting to, like, here we, you can really tell like from the healthcare industry, I guess, is like we treat bodies as um, and lives as as commodities 100% before anything else. And um, also just as like kind of like enigmas, like I don't know how to take care of it. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I'm going to keep it away from anything real that can make it think mm-hmm. or fear or whatever. You know, it's so... Um, we're not reality-based society. We're Puritans, yeah. and um, and it's too scary. Or like, we're not even allowed to see naked people. You know, I like, know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just so far away um, from us, and it's so far away. In fact, that like even dead people, which aren't people anymore, uh, you know, we still yeah. treat as people. So I just think it's really interesting, like how another culture that is seemingly as religious or whatever, like um, uh, how come that they see the body, you know, how just people yeah. see the body, I guess, and how people view what the body is versus what souls yeah. are. I guess, what do you, hi, Kitty. <laughs> uh, he hi, is going Kitty. to become really annoying oh, in that's a, a minute. That's, he's cute. Um, what is it okay to ask what you think happens afterwards you die or what happens before you're sure uh well for me I am not religious so I don't have any um set values or like ideas I don't believe in heaven or hell so (laughs) right off the bat I don't believe in that but um for me before I started in this industry I used to think you would die and that was it could put nothing it's over your worm food yeah which is still true but now it was so weird I specifically remember there was this one 
um, person that I had. Sorry, one second. No. Hi, Katie. <laughs> sorry, he likes to jump on my stuff. But no. I specifically remember one moment I was in the prep room, which is uh, the preparation room. And I had this gentleman on my table and I was like looking in his eyes and there was nothing there. And I was like, there's no way this is it. Like, I absolutely no longer believe that. Like this gentleman, this is just like, he's not here. This person that I'm looking at right now, it's nothing. This gentleman has moved on. So now for me, I think, I guess I believe in reincarnation now. I think our energy kind of goes somewhere else. Like, I'm not going to say now he's going to be born as a baby, but I do think, like, our energy goes somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know how. But I guess I believe in reincarnation now. <laughs> cool. No, that's great. I mean, it's anything you – there's no – I don't think there's right or wrong when it comes to that at all. Yeah. Like, I ha- I lived with my nephews all of last year, and – uh, and I always told them, they're like, is there a God? Is there this? And I'm like, it's whatever you want. And you can change totally. your mind every day. Like yeah. nobody else should tell you what there is in the sky yeah. or in your heart. Like, yeah, that's um, whatever you want it to be. I think that that's, I never thought about it much before either religion, but now I'm like, oh, that's the funnest thing you can do is just like, <laughs> think about what you think is happening and like totally just change your mind all the time it's so fun Um, well I had read that when Socrates was dying he described it as separation of soul from body cool so I'm like yeah that's what I think too yeah for sure I think that that makes so much sense um it definitely doesn't make sense that yeah there's something else I mean you can just feel it Um, nobody knows so yeah um well I I think what's the Apple guy Steve Jobs I think when he was dying he was just like oh wow oh wow oh wow wow. yeah something like that and I was like that's awesome like that's awesome yeah I think I mean I I I talk to a lot of people with like near-death experiences and it it just oh yeah not everyone has a positive one of course um but also I think like if you positive is different for everyone like I think uh taking like ayahuasca or something is like maybe not the most fun thing maybe is the most violent thing but it's like (laughs) awesome um I think that that's like something happens I'm not exactly sure what when you die but I think uh, you know what it doesn't matter what I think but I definitely I agree I don't believe that there's like two places and anyone's yeah. judging where anyone else goes, no matter what, because it just... Yeah, so. I have my own string of issues with that. But oh, I'm not yeah? going to deny anyone <laughs> their beliefs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, let everyone think what they want, but also think what you want, because it's so fun. It's so unfair. It's so unfun to be like, I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Now I have nothing to think about for the rest of my life. Um, but oh, how long have you been in this uh, industry or in this? I don't. Sorry to call it industry. I just no. That's like, it is an industry. That's right. Almost <laughs> uh, four years. Okay. About four years. Yeah. Has I guess that's not super long. But since you are with people that have been there longer, like what are some of the biggest 
changes that have happened because I, I was just like before we got on before we got on the horn I was like <laughs> at, I was looking at my phone and I was like what the fuck is even this like what this? yeah is I know <laughs> phone? like I I find it hard to believe that anyone I yeah. know people do but I don't know how people I don't know how people like know what's going on like when you copy and paste something with your finger I'm just like what is going on here and I was like yeah. this is literally less than 20 years old like from the I like, know flip phone Google is less than 20 years old it's <laughs> bonkers like I mean I don't even understand yeah they had to put everything digitally everything about it is so wild yeah I guess like if I mean that's technology but like death has been around way longer like is there anything you've noticed or anyone chit chats about that's changed uh in death in the last like 20 Um, years in terms of death changing I think not but (laughs) like in terms of how we deal with it I'd say yes Uh, at least like you were just saying with copy and paste on your phone or even like the iPhone is like I don't know, 15 years old, maybe, but electronic filing is like the newest, not the newest, but it's pretty new. Like I think ERS, which is the electronic death registration system for California, we didn't use that in Arizona, but we use EDRS here. And I think it's only been around a couple years and the old guard or whatever are always telling me they used to file death certificates in person like they'd have to go to the doctor's office and get the causes of death written oh wow signed by the doctor so they'd have to like drive all over the place that to me is sounds absurd like it's horrible that they ever did that it seems so inefficient but of course there was nothing else you had to do what you had to do I think that's the same with like what's interesting about uh state stuff uh and being part of that is also with police records um, yeah. as if you're like trying to find a missing person or arrest records or anything only until recently because of this is it like across state lines they can find yeah. someone's like a criminal <laughs> well like if you watch any of those like crime documentaries like no wonder they got away with it like yeah nobody's talking to anyone <laughs> yeah totally which is not the way it feels you know it's yeah like you're not supposed to commit crime and you'll get caught if you do but it's like yeah well, you know. DNA only came around in the 90s. So That's, like, so amazing to me. I fucking yeah. love science. They started doing uh, genome testing. I don't know if you know about this, but now, literally, they had a case that they couldn't solve. So they, like, they had DNA. They didn't know who it matched to. So they did, like, a genome mapping, which is, like, ancestry or whatever. Yeah. And they found someone who was related to the murderer and they found the murderer through the relative, through doing, like, genetics. I, yeah, I feel like that's how they found the Golden State Killer or whatever. Was it? It probably yeah. was. Yeah, that's I think, like, yeah, his daughter, like, was like, I think it was him or something. And they, yeah. like, took her DNA or her ancestry and it, like, related to so many other people. That is, like, amazing. The way that I view crime is, like, you're going to get caught. If it's not now, it's going to be 30 years from now or something when technology catches up. But I don't think anyone's getting away with anything in the future. For sure. (laughs) Wait, so do you guys do autopsies or that's the coroner? 
that's the medical examiner. Oh, medical so exam. a coroner is like a political position. They oh. can still do death investigation, but it's like if you were a cop, you could be a coroner. But if you were a cop, you could not be a medical examiner. Oh. And a medical examiner does the forensics okay, so in the death investigation. A doctor, yes, an MD or a DO. What, uh, what schooling stuff did you have to do? I went to mortuary school. So that's for, I didn't go here in California because uh, it was, it didn't work with my schedule, but I went to mortuary school and I, my program was only 15 months and you just study everything, microbiology, chemistry, anatomy, business, law, theology, like there's a whole bunch of shit you have theology? to study. Well, there's like a religious uh, course we had to take. It's like a lot because you are so like you meet so many different kinds of yeah. people you need to know how to accurately like represent them and take care of them do you think that there's somewhere in the world that teaches you about death like in school i don't think specifically like mortuary school we learn what we learn we do hands-on stuff but i think it's just experience like i've always like oh sorry i'm just i just sorry i mean like like everyone knows they're gonna die right yeah i think so (laughs) so but and we're not supposed to talk about it does that make any here here we're not supposed to talk about about it i don't know you should talk about it when i got in this industry for everyone i know because i was like you need to do this this is gonna happen to you when you die like i i'm very death positive i think yeah like, I don't think death is positive, but I don't think it has to be taboo. I don't think it has to be only this way. Funerals are really changing. They're becoming way more personal now. And that is, like, so amazing. Um, it's, like, the best thing in the world to, like, make, do something specific to one person. And I'm a big proponent of that. Like, I want everyone to have, like, what they want. And you can only have what you want if you talk about it. Right. But so, like, from there, so that's, like, once you die, is that a celebration of your, like? It depends. Yeah, why do you think people don't want to talk about it? I don't know. I guess because it's sad and it's horrible sometimes. Like, that's the only reason I can think because when my friend passed away, we had a celebration of life where we like listened to his favorite songs and we ate his favorite foods and we did origami because he was part Japanese and it was like a whole celebration of like who he was. Yeah. And I think if you don't talk about it, you just kind of have like very sterile uh, service and nobody knows what's happening. Like, there's not that deep understanding of what's going to happen. So I don't know why we don't talk about it, but we definitely need to start talking about it. Yeah. Do you think it would help the grief process if we all sort of knew what the end looked like in advance? Um, It's hard to say because, sorry, stop doing that. (laughs) It's hard to say because grief is so personal. Like, right. It could be, even if you knew what was coming, you could still have, like, really immense grief. But I do think it's a little bit more, like, consolation 
knowing that like what's happening yeah well that's super cool is there anything else that you would like people to know what's um oh I was just to say we're running out of time I don't know uh, oh no I was just gonna let <laughs> I usually let people go around 45 minutes or so and um, sure. yeah I think uh yeah I don't know that there's something specific, but I do think like you should talk about your loved ones, talk to your loved ones about what you want when you pass away. I think it's a good idea to look into uh, funeral insurance, making prearrangements. I think that's a good idea. Um, I don't know. Death is really interesting to me. Like I always decided like I want to go back to school and get my uh, PhD, but I'd want to do my research on green death. Because oh, cool. that is another thing that's uh, going on. Like when I was in mortuary school, we had to write a bunch of papers, but there's so little information out there. Like I want to do my thesis on like the kinds of cultural deaths and like Tibet and stuff. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. I think everyone should like know more. There's yeah. so little information. What's, but what's that? What's Tibet and death look like? In Tibet, they do what's called a sky burial, and that's kind of using every single part of you. There's a whole ceremony after you pass, and not to be like too gruesome, but whatever. We were just talking about it. (laughs) But basically what they do is they separate your spine and your skull and stuff, and they put your body out on a mountain to be fed to as food for the vultures and stuff. Um, kind of giving back to the earth and then they would take your bones and grind the bones and make bread and put the bread out for the birds so in nature and dogs or whatever's on the mountains in Tibet but basically they believe like all parts of you should be returned to like the earth and I think that's so amazing I mean it is gruesome like do you want that to happen to you when you die I don't know but I don't know enough about it I want to I want to go out there and research it see what's going on talk about it yeah that sounds so cool I mean I know it's and can you talk a little bit sorry about green death like sure yeah yes okay so it's kind of coming around in California I think the only cemetery that does green burial here like in this area is uh Woodlawn I think it's the name of the cemetery they have like a green burial Basically, what it is, is it's uh, natural. So you don't do a casket or like you could get wrapped in a sheet or actually I think they do wicker. Uh, You can be put in wicker and you uh, don't get embalmed. There's no embalming, nothing. Uh, Once you're buried, you don't even get a headstone. Like you wouldn't get a natural, uh, a regular um, granite one or bronze one. They can only use native stone. so that there's nothing invasive in the land basically you're just like going back to earth you're using what the earth provides to you but there's also eco embalming that's a new thing that's like up and coming is embalming without harsh chemicals okay so it doesn't last as long but it's still kind of you can still have like um an open casket or anything if you wanted to I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm so, what percentage of people want to have open caskets? Mm, 50. Wow. <laughs> like maybe more. So they decided in advance, like, I want people to say goodbye to me. 
yeah to my body. or their families decided that for them so that's so we're in like a time where it's like important for people to figure out what they want because their families are choosing yeah. for them and like that seems like no offense to my folks but right now they, they'd be my next of kins and yeah. I don't want them to be in charge of my service no like totally. if I wasn't saying anything who knows what they'd do yeah <laughs> no totally I I mean I guess I saw my grandma she um she didn't get embalmed. She's a she she was a Jewish lady and she was wrapped in this white shroud. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. her in the ground. And I was That's like, right. And she was like, she got to be so little. Like she was she started out taller than me. And then by the time she died, she was like so much shorter than me. But oh. um I didn't really understand how that was different because I don't know, I never thought about it before. Yeah. Um That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, but, uh, I know it's like, no, I don't, I don't want care. it to be insensitive by no, saying no, that's no. Cool. I think it's cool too. She, I mean, I think it's cool that she knew she got the thing that her idea of her ancestors wanted. Um, I don't have that same thing because I think we we create our belief system, um, sure. and so I I don't know, but I do think, yeah, I I I guess I should figure it out. Is really what this conversation is about. <laughs> I should, you had time yeah hopefully but yeah that's cool so I hope everybody is there any like um uh place you can you would send people to like research what they would want for themselves or you think people just know already um it's really hard because there's like I was saying there's so little information out there I think within reason California can do most things most states can like I don't think if you were to pass away in another state that you wouldn't be able to do it but I think within reason almost anything except a sky burial not happening here but (laughs) yeah it's funny I used to want to um be cremated and then put in like a a magic genie lamp like a do it and then like that thrown into the swamp and then uh it say on it return to sender um or like just have a gravestone that says return to sender and nothing else but great i don't really know what i want i think i don't care yeah but ultimately that's it i don't yeah (laughs) but i definitely don't want anyone else to choose because i don't want it to be like a you know like hear ye hear ye everybody enter here's the last party for this weirdo yeah (laughs) No, I feel the same way, though I also have told Wyatt, uh, my boyfriend, for those of you listening, uh, (laughs) that's also the reason Bonnie and I know each other, but I did tell Wyatt that it would be okay if I got cremated and they, like, took me to the bar and, like, everyone had a drink. That would be nice. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But other than that, like, I don't want anyone to see me. That's the biggest thing. Okay, so you don't want anyone to see you? No. Well... One thing you can do, this is not what I want. No one's seeing me. It's out there for the public when I die. Yeah. It's finito. But <laughs> if you don't want to do like an open casket, there is something that's called a ID viewing, which is just like your next of kin. So your wife, your husband, your sister, like whoever's your next of kin can just come by themselves or like with one other person to just yeah. say goodbye to you. Yeah. If you want to do that. Yeah, I know my, I think they did that for my grandpa. And yeah. When I got close to it, I heard him yell, like, don't look at me. And I did. 
And I, oh I was just gosh. like, what? I looked at him and I was like, oh shit. Like oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. It was pretty funny though. He was great. Like he was, it was, I, it yeah. doesn't matter, but I could tell he was like, don't look at me like that. And I was like, oh, sorry. I already did. I looked, yeah. yeah. Oops. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I guess. Oh, one more thing is if you are a donor, um, yeah. do you, do you, you recommend everyone be a donor, right? If you can, a hundred percent. I'm a donor. I think you should. Uh, there's like two kinds of things you can do or depending on if you're dead or not. Like <laughs> what you see on TV is like if you're brain dead or something, like you can have your organs taken because you're still alive. Yeah. But you can also donate even if you've passed within 24 hours, they can still take your eyes, your corneas, your skin, your bones. I think that's amazing. We call it a harvest in the industry. Because right. it takes, that's like, there's nothing left really. Yeah. Your legs are pipes, et cetera, et cetera. But I think like you should definitely be a donor. You should let them take your skin. You should let them take your eyes, let them take whatever they want to take. Because think about how many people you could be saving. Yeah, that's funny that you say that specifically. Because I had um, on my California, like wherever you register that, I said that they could have everything but my eyes. Because I was like, oh, oh no. No, well, I changed it. But I was like, well, if if in the weirdest way we do walk around in the afterlife with our bodies, like I don't oh, care sure. if I don't have anything else, but I want my eyes. Like, yeah, I don't go. Like, I will look so weird walking around with just, like, everything but my eye. You know, like, <laughs> sure. I don't know. But I changed it because I'm, like, I really, I I think there's less than, like, a point zero 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 one percent chance that, like, our body matters after yeah. we leave it. <laughs> totally. I mean, I totally get it. I There are times where I'm, like, if I were to die today, am I going to be wearing this outfit? You know, like I have that kind of thing in my head, but I don't know. Your beliefs are your beliefs. What you want are what you want. You, sh I firmly believe everyone should have everything they want when it comes to death. But if you wanted advice, I would say give them everything. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, is yeah. there anything? Sorry, I like talked to okay. you extra. Is there anything else you would like to say, just in any way about anything? Uh, don't go to space. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> no, I'm well, just kidding. Um, I don't know. I think that's my advice. You should have what you want, period. In death, cool. in life, 100% of the time. That's kind of satanic in a way. Like, <laughs> to have what you want? Well, do what thou wilt. I'm not a satanist, oh. but it's it's cool it's okay if you were but yeah, yeah no I I want to be I just haven't taken the time <laughs> the research I'm, well I'm just getting to like even know myself so I think it would be like pretty extreme to go from like being like a shy little mouse to like then just being like a satanist but I'm taking sure. the time um but thank you so much for coming of course. and talking to me I hope everything worked out with your car um oh uh, yeah it ended up being towed Oh but, no! I know. I'm sorry. It's okay because I should be able to get it at the end of the day. We'll see what's going on. Okay. But thank you. I'll send you some um, stuff for <laughs> stuff for good fixing. <laughs> sure, um, I like stuff. 
Thank you so much for being here, and um, I'm going to stop this now. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>